Hello, welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. Hello, base campers. Hope you're all doing well. You could accurately describe the time we live in as the age of deception. The CIA and the other alphabet agencies around the globe serving the globalists have all but guaranteed this. How many of the so-called quote-unquote traumatic events are engineered to be just that? And how many of these big events are actually false flags? Probably a lot more than you would think is my guess. My guest today knows more about this, knows more about false flags than anyone I know. And I'm grateful to have him on the show. Come listen in as we kick the tires on a number of things we see happening in the world. This interview is a hefty one, so let's get to it. Enjoy. My guest today is Ole Damagard. Ole is a truth seeker, code breaker, peacemaker. He is an author, international speaker, and former journalist. Ole is widely considered one of the world's foremost experts in false flags and global conspiracies. He has been awarded the Prague Peace Prize and has had millions of people around the world listen to his interviews and presentations. Here is my interview with Ole Damagard. All right, I am here with Ole Damagard, truther, warrior, freedom fighter, badass Ole Damagard. Ole, welcome back to Base Camp for Men. It's good to have you back on the show. Thank you so much, Tony. And uh, if possible, if I could correct you a little there. Yes. I'm not fighting. I've never been fighting. Oh. I've never been, no, not fighting. I've been exposing. I've been trying to stand in my truth, but not in a violent way, uh, not Love in it. a fighting way. I, I stand <laughs> and what I perceive as truth and uh, I will not... Uh, walk away from that path, but I will not use violence. I will use truth and uh, the truth as my as my compass. I you love know, it. For me, for me, it's very important not to fight for for peace. I, you can't do that. Yeah. Either yeah. You, you are peace or you are you a fighter. I'm not a fighter. And uh, so uh, I'm not a warrior either. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I am. You but, are. Uh, thank you. Yeah. But, uh, but a nonviolent such in so I in I, I, pre- I appreciate you saying that. You know, I think when I introduce people to at the beginning, I'm just throwing things out there and I, I can see that that's maybe not always truthful for people. And you're right about if you're going to stand in truth, um, it's not violent because truth has this resonance. You and I were speaking before we got on here, how there's a resonance to truth that you start to get a nose for and you start to align yourself for. And it, it it really isn't violent, but we are using it in this kind of fight against the globalists to call it, you know, um, you know, it, it, maybe we're getting too mincy on the words because they are definitely um after us and trying to do things to humanity, maybe exterminate us, maybe make us sterile or all the all the tools that they use in this in this war but uh you're right there's a ton of power in in not seeing yourself as fighting for your freedom you know um i really appreciate that um what have you been up to like 
Last time I spoke with you, it was a couple, maybe a couple years ago, we did an episode and you're such a great researcher. What have you been, what rabbit holes have been catching your attention? What have you um, zeroed in on in the last couple of years that might be a little bit new? Like where, 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 what has drawn your attention in your, in your mission to, to share truth with people? What has been maybe the topic or topics that have really, since last time I spoke with you, have been catching your attention? Well, 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 have you got about 12 hours and I will start explaining. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I found that uh, in the fall of 2019, I really felt that we are, we had so close, we're so close to transcending this whole thing. Mm -hmm. The the dark empire is falling apart. They can't keep it together. You know, they were just stumbling across their own lies and they were burying themselves and yeah. boom, in on stage came Operation COVID and holy moly. I mean, suddenly we were on a completely different game plan mm -hmm. where new rules, new, everything was just completely new. A new world, you know, whatever that meant, um, a world with masked people everywhere and and where the fear levels just went uh, skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. So um, I... In October 2019, I truly believe that I was uh, directly uh, responsible for stopping what had been planned as part of the COVID operation, which was 39 coordinated attacks on five different countries in Europe, including an earthquake in Albania caused by hub technology and absolute chaos that was planned to take place on October the 23rd and 24th, uh, 2019, where COVID uh, was part of that, but like uh, what was later because of the violent part being stopped, uh, the 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 version that the world was served was this pink and fluffy version of uh, this virus instead of an, a very 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 brutal attack on the on on all of us in mm -hmm. October of 2019. So. After that, uh, uh, I was on tour in Sweden when all of that happened. But then uh, my family, my friend, sorry, my family and I managed to escape to Bali. We we lived in Spain before that, but it was uh, we were in lockdown for months and it was getting really ugly. Mm -hmm. And also because of what I do, I mean, I had friends and colleagues from different countries that was being put away in mental institutions and jails and taken out. And, it, you know, so um, we just felt it's we need to get out and uh, bali had uh, a project here that we were involved in that was extremely beautiful mm -hmm. so that was the magnet that pulled us here i had a, so, i had a i had a good friend that was in the same situation as you he was leading the truthers movement and the freedom movement in australia and he had to leave um he had to take his family out because of what was going on in australia you know and so you know he's still very much in the movement but he was like mm -hmm. you know i i did not really want to have my family jailed you know and that's not you know so uh yeah um no it's ugly it's really ugly you know yeah. and, it, and it is a minefield when you when you walk this path i mean not a path of the click like uh, buttons on facebook but when we really try to make a difference or you are making a difference that's when it gets intense and so sometimes uh, it's the second time we relocate like this change mm. countries you, and uh, so sometimes you just have to be streetwise and say whoops time to move time to move on and then boom because otherwise well, suddenly you're part of statistics 
it, it seemed to me you had brought it up earlier about the COVID thing. To me, as bad as COVID was and the social engineering and the vaccine rollout and the masks and all that stuff, was it – did you have the sense like it seemed like something happened where the virus itself, it was almost like the globalists intended to unleash something that was really super deadly, right? But it didn't land that way. What was really sort of more sort of punishing was the lockdowns and the whatever the vaccines, we'll talk that, about that in a second. It, it, you know, was it your sense that the vaccines were the bioweapon? You know, I've heard it both ways. I've heard, you know, the vaccines really were the bioweapon. They didn't care that COVID really wasn't all that deadly or they had to fluff up the death numbers with the flu to make it look deadlier than it was. Or was it really intended to be this brutal sort of virus where people are keeling over at the supermarket all the time everybody's actually terrified to leave the house um you know what was your sense of that because I've, I've heard both kind of theories about how it went but to me it did seem like they did not quite get the impact from the virus itself that they were looking to get and then but they still managed to push all the vaccines uh, and they got a lot of compliance on that uh, where I'm at in the United States. But um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what your take was on, you know, the rollout of COVID. Did it go the way the globalists wanted it to go? Or was there was there monkey wrenches that were in the system that had the that were they plan being it basically by by the way it, it happened? It completely failed. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that is what I'm referring to where mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I, without polishing my halo, I, I think I was sort of divinely guided stumbling into that thing that made me fall across some incredible evidence mm -hmm. that made me go, uh, go live in, in many, many different countries, just warning about what was going to go down. Mm -hmm. uh, and that uh, was the thing. I, I can tell you what the plan is, as far as I know, what they had planned they had planned on uh, October the 23rd and 24th. The 24th was the United Nation Day. Mm -hmm. They had planned uh, to have a coordinated, uh, 39 coordinated attacks in the cities of London, Manchester, Paris, mm -hmm. uh, Rotterdam and uh, Barcelona. Also in combination, 39 coordinated attacks, that is a lot it the is. time span the time span was 36 hours and <clears throat> with these locations where all of, all of the cities have had so-called false flag operations before mm -hmm. inside jobs there to scare scare the living bejesus out of the population mm -hmm. so that they could move in with uh, with their solution which is all the time the same time more and more surveillance more and more control more and more shutdown of liberties uh, funding of unjust wars you name it but anyway, uh, what was what was planned and what I believe that uh, I was part of stopping, thanks to uh, hundreds of thousands of people that became aware of it as well and went out with it big time, was that you you always have the drills before these false flags uh, operations go uh, yep. ahead. These, these are very often some kind of security drill. The mm -hmm. reason for these ones are that they need to get... Uh, Vehicles in positions, uh, um, you know, people, extras, uh, 
yeah. smoke grenades, uh, explosives, all of these things in place and rehearse as well. Yep. So that they can make sure that everything is working. Also, that's uh, in it's during the drill that they take all of these high quality photos that is then presented as this is what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, also, the videos, the very blurred videos we see afterwards where somebody is walking around anonymously filming all the victims that yeah. are lying around screaming, but very, very blurry. So you can't get any kind of details of it that is uh the drill yep it's also to get us out of the way you know so that they clear the area with a drill thank mm -hmm. you so much we're doing it for your security now bugger off and leave us uh, to prepare this whole thing yeah so they clear the area they move in with uh, what i've been uh tracking down for many years what i call the global tour of terror which are uh, when it's the bigger operations, they come in and C-130s, uh, they land on NATO Air Force bases or American Air Force bases. And then in the C-130, they got uh, everything needed, just like on a film set. You got like uh, directors, uh, you got marketing teams, you got uh, extras, you got... Uh, uh, what do you call these potty panties? No, these mo movable toilets. You got uh, uh, catering. You got makeup facilities. You got yeah, every, it's a, everything. It's a it's a movie basically. <laughs> it, it's a it's a mobile movie set yeah. that is being transported around, mm -hmm. and then uh, they land on these bases after dark, and then from there the everything is transported in either neutral white vehicles that co uh, that is called grip trucks at film in film sets that can be anything from makeup studios to lighting to electricity to whatever is needed it is mm -hmm. identical to a film set but also uh the extras are being transported on location in buses. These buses are then used to uh, block traffic, to also block the view in and every. So the, the traffic, uh, these buses are used uh, to bring in evidence, bring in crisis actors, bring in everything yeah. needed, but also bring them out of there so that we are only left with whatever they want as evidence pointing in a certain direction. Most of the time, it, to some you know what's you know what's funny. I know you've seen this. I've seen some of the same crisis actors yeah. in these false flags where I'm like, hey, that's the guy from the Boston bombing. It's yeah. the same dude, you know? Like, can't they get a new set of crisis actors? But apparently, uh, you know, that, that they like to use the same people for these different false flags. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, it's to keep the security. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've spoken to Chip Tatum, who was uh, – he was a CIA operative uh, from many years. He was a heavy, badass pilot. He for he was a pilot for all the Nick, uh, presidents from Nixon and onwards mm. to George Bush Senior, and he was also the commander of George Bush Senior's private hit team called Pegasus, part of taking out fourteen different people, mm. and also part of Force Flag Operation. So he is a heavy insider that became a, a whistleblower, mm. and I spoke to him about these things because it is like you feel. It's kind of clumsy, isn't it, what they're doing? It is, yeah. Recycling. But he said, the way it is, is that, for one thing, good actors are taken from an early age, you know, good uh, kid actors. And so they've been part of serial commercials and theater stage plays or whatever, so that there are photos of them that uh, nosy people like myself can find mm -hmm. and then say, oh, my God, check it out. So many times what they are left with is absolute 
horrendously bad actors. I mean, really, really not good ones. And many times also uh, showing what is called duping delight. They they tell about they're being interviewed. So what happened? What happened? And mm -hmm. when they talk about this massacre that just occurred where their best friend was decapitated or whatever, they're smiling. It's called duping delight. It's a psychological phenomena. Mm. Uh, of certain people, especially when they're a bit to the psych psychopathic uh, path, that they 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 love to manipulate, and your yeah. the body is not lying, so you're smiling while you're telling the lies. So it's Anyways, like they're, they're 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 feeling they don't have the correct emotional response as somebody that's been traumatized if they really lost their friend. They're they're showing kind of how a sociopath would. Completely. Would re, would, re, would react because there's glee in in manipulating yeah. and exploiting the viewers. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can also see that when they're being interviewed, very often they look down and to the left. That's where mm -hmm. the prompter is, and also there's a handler close by. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but also you got bodyguards, you got so-called bouncers. Uh, so when a alleged terror attack has happened, you will see these. They look very often look like. Uh, former military guys, a little mm -hmm. overweight, uh, but in civilian clothes. And so something happens, boom, over there. Everybody looks to where the boom came from. These ones are looking the other way. These are mm -hmm. the bouncers that make sure that nobody enters the area that is not supposed to be there. Got it, yeah. And, uh, also, often you have color-coded for the crisis actors, you know, because they're... Uh, and in the background, you can sometimes see the catering facilities or the these mobile mobile toilets and so on that uh, they they they're just uh, not super careful sometimes but anyway so go ahead no yep. uh, also you got uh, product placement on uh, state very often they make a killing literally uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to the McDonald's shooting, you know, so the, the main thing is to get the McDonald's sign in there or <laughs> or you, you will see that the next to the blood of the alleged victim, you have sort of like a Puma bag or you, you got these type of things or uh, the bag from a specific supermarket or something right I, in the middle, right I, in the middle of it. So your subconscious sort of I never yeah. thought of product placement when it comes to, oh, fall, to false flag, but you're totally, that's a next oh. level kind of awareness of like, oh, look, there's Walmart sticking their little logo in the middle of this like crisis, you know, it's not funny. Not little, not yeah. small, they're not discreet. And it's even on a level where if you go down on Google map, you know, because they know that millions of people are going to do the same thing. So they just do it there. So for instance, uh, if you had you had the uh, there was a Nashville suicide bomber that blew himself, they said claimed uh, he that he blew himself up in an, a yellow RV. So when you find exactly the place where he blew himself up officially, you go down there and there's a Coca-Cola truck. And you can see that it's not just passing, it's polished, it's brand new, you know, mm. like all of that, but it's also got orange cones around it, meaning it's been parked there. And it's exactly in the location where later this RV is boom. So mm. millions of people are going down and without knowing it, product placement again. So they're, they're using this over and over and over, sometimes uh, uh, like at the Charlie Hebdo attack in Paris, uh, you know, you had one car that the alleged terrorists were driving around in, but then the, they found 
the uh, the car that uh, the these terrorists had just left you know so it it was being towed it was being lifted up on a truck the mm. one that was being lifted up on the truck was highly polished it was not the same model it was the latest model the other one was a bit uh, you know uh, a little mm. it was the year yeah. before yeah. so the one where millions of, of people were seeing the photography of this car being lifted shining in the sun looking absolutely stunning mm -hmm. product placement product mm -hmm. placement mm -hmm. the, it's not just a coincidence you you got the boogeyman isis that is their creation it's the u.s state department back with saudi and israeli money mm -hmm. because they always need a boogeyman something that scares you out there so first they had al-qaeda then when they couldn't even scare a baby with that word anymore uh, actually, the word means database. It's the CIA's database of, of uh, Mujahideen warriors in Afghanistan to start with. Mm -hmm. That was Al-Qaeda means. But then they upgraded overnight and in on stage came ISIS. Yeah. And then they started blurring the name ISIL or IS or Daesh or whatever, you know, so that we would keep getting confused. But in every single photo, I dare you find me a photo of anything with ISIS and there's a vehicle if it's not a Toyota. It mm. is product placement, product placement, product, Toyota, Toyota, Toyota. So a friend of mine contacted Toyota saying, how can you, <laughs> I mean, a responsible car maker, how can you sell uh vehicles to this, uh, the worst threat ever to humanity, apparently? And they said, we haven't sold a car to them at all. All the cars we sold are to the U.S. State Department. Mm. And many times these photos are taken in, of if we go into ISIS, in very uh, air, desert areas where there's nothing in the background that will tell you where they are. Right. And so, so some of the photos we found out are even taken in Arizona out in the desert areas. And ISIS itself had its headquarters in... What, what town was that? And uh, we even tracked down the headquarters in Arizona. So mm -hmm. a lot of the things that we are being shown on the screen saying, this is what is happening in Syria. This is what is happening in Lebanon. This is happening. No, not at all. It's back, back door in Arizona. It, it, you know, it's such a, uh, it's such a confusing time for people right now because of deep fakes ai yeah. i mean you know holographic technology i mean it's like almost anything can get created to give the appearance of something that it's not and you know it's it's one thing for people to go you know what i don't think the mainstream media tells me the truth very often in fact i'm wondering if they ever tell the truth but it's another thing it has you have to be down rabbit holes like you and i have done you especially but you have to go down rabbit holes to start to see how deep the deception goes. Most people, they've maybe seen a little bit of deep fakes, but they're like, no, you can't fake a whole, you know, traumatic event or shooting. And it's like, yeah, you really can. It's actually not as hard as you think uh, when you have, you know, the the resources that the CIA has and, and, and decades of practice uh, and, you know, Hollywood lends its expertise to that. I wanted to ask you though, my wife is a fellow truther, and she has gone down this kind of geo uh, engineering in the weather, uh, cloud seeding. Um, we have here in the Western United States, we live in Seattle, um, and it's common 
all over the Western United States. I don't know how it's there in Bali. If you see this, I'm sure you know of it and have probably gone down rabbit holes. But you'll have like a totally clear blue sky. And then you'll have these planes that are spraying stuff. And it's not contrails. When people say, oh, those are contrails, they don't dissipate. And we've watched like two or three planes do these zigzags over the course of an hour back and forth, creating almost like a canopy. And then about an hour or two later, the whole day is hazy. It's not a blue sky day and it's not contrails. That's, that's condensation. That's water. Even, 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 uh, uh, even exhaust from, from planes doesn't stay in the air for, you know, an hour, two hours at a time. That just doesn't happen, nor do they zigzag the same two or three back and forth. And I brought this up to a lot of people and there's a ton of people that just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I've never seen that. And then I also have people that are like, I see it all the time. I don't know what the fuck is going on. What are they doing? Why are they doing this? Are they spraying us? Is it some sort of chemical? Is it, you know, and it's difficult to find. You, you see a lot of theories, you know, you see a lot of theories and even somebody like a sociopath, psychopath like Bill Gates has has made mention of, you know, well, we may have to consider blotting out the sun if uh, if global warming continues, which is just an insane statement. Um, but the more that you see it, you don't rule out any kind of motivation. But I guess I wanted to ask you, like, do you know, like, what are they doing? What is it that they're doing? Um, you know, I think they've been doing cloud seeding. And this is like, this isn't really hidden in other words there's companies private companies in the united states that are partnered with governmental agencies i don't know who gave them the green light to do this but they're saying yes we're doing weather modification cloud seeding it's for everybody's good is kind of what they're saying but nobody quite knows who's giving them the okay who gave them jurisdiction of the sky uh, has any of this been studied and what exactly is the motivation? And I, I wanted to ask you because I, I've seen some stuff, but I wanted to get your take on like, what is happening with that? And are you seeing it where you're at? Or did you see it in Europe before you moved over to Bali? Okay. So many questions in one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here in Bali, very little, thank God, but we're also yeah. an Island in the middle of nowhere. When you look at these type of operations. Yeah. So uh, but sometimes I've seen them, but not very often. They had a G20 meeting here, and then they were cloud seeding here to keep the sky blue. It was even presented in the mainstream media that uh, this is what they did to keep it not from not raining here while this meeting, uh, G20 meeting, I think G stands for gangster as far as I uh, know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but anyway, in Spain, we were bombarded. I mean, we lived uh, in the south of Spain where the the sky is normally blue, a beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful blue sky. And and I started seeing already when we moved there the year 2000 that there was this sort of like a grayish, uh, strain. it wasn't the same blue sky as in Sweden as, uh, you know, but I never, I didn't see the, I didn't notice the chemtrailing then mm -hmm. because that we lived near Palma de Mallorca where there's a main uh, airport. So I didn't really notice it. It mm -hmm. was first... We when we moved to the mainland, South Spain, south of Spain, in 2009, that was the first time I really saw it. And I got freaked out because at yeah. that time, 
nobody I knew was talking about it. No one was. Yep. Uh, so I came on a, a program called uh, Talk Radio Europe, where I was a guest for 10 uh, weeks straight. And I went heavyweight into many of these areas. I mean, full blown on truth, as far as I know. We were the second radio station in Europe that was talking openly about these things. And I even, uh, because I, I was timing these planes, it, you know, they started often be just before seven o'clock. The first one, they always uh, silver colored with no markings, the ones that I saw mm -hmm. in Spain. And then the first one came parallel with the coast. It came from Almeria and was going towards uh, Portugal. And then 12 minutes later, the second one came sort of parallel, but uh, like maybe 500 meters or yep. I don't know how much inwards. And then 12 mm -hmm. minutes later, the next one, 12 minutes later, the next one. And then they turned around and they came back like a few miles inland, but you could still see them. Mm -hmm. And just like you say, within hours, I mean, from having this beautiful morning with the sun coming out and you just feel, oh my God, I love it. Suddenly you were in this cold, gray, I don't know, and a metal taste in the mouth and uh, just weird. And I, so I even did on live radio, I said, now, you and Almeria look out the window. Mm -hmm. Within the next two minutes, there will come a silver plane. And boom, there it came. Then I said, okay, now in Malaga, stand by. Four minutes later, now you should see it. And now, you know, in southern Portugal, have a look. Mm -hmm. There should be turning around. There's a US Air Force base there as well. I think that's where mm. uh, they they refuel. And as far as I've been able to to find out, what do you what so, do you think they're do What do you think they're doing? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a multiple of operations. Uh, this started after the Second World War uh, mm -hmm. with many of the people that were involved in the so-called Manhattan Project with the A-bomb. Uh, they were they continued in the same area mm. where weather, if you can control the weather, you are in control of a lot because we yep. are completely helpless when it comes to storms earthquakes uh, tsunamis these type of things if they're man-made i mean then suddenly it is very scary because then also governments can be approached and said hand over your power or we will flood your country or we will uh, hit you with a tsunami or we will do so they worked very hard for center for decades to with cloud seeding. Cloud seeding was being carried out in the 40s already, as far as I know. Yeah, and it then was, yep. they they were uh they just kept going on. You had it uh, to start with during war, also you could confuse the radar if you were uh, dropping down silver foil or silver uh particles and so on that could really confuse the radar so you can could do different operations like that. Mm -hmm. But over the years, one of the things they focused on and where most, as far as I know, chemtrails, what, what they consist of is aluminum, barium, strontium, and uh, aluminum, barium, strontium. These are the three ones. I mm. think there's one more that I forgot. But especially the aluminum is very, very dominant. Uh, you will see that uh, contrails, just like you say, they follow the plane and disappear. These ones stays for hours and just start spreading. Yep. But when they're being pumped out, they come out sort of like in a circular motion. They have sort of like a candy floss type of thing, but like a pattern in them, mm -hmm. sort of like a zigzag pattern in them, uh, horizontal. 
no sorry vertical but in a horizontal line so you can sometimes in spain we had like uh, it, they came really dark gray and sometimes they were pink and light green and two planes were flying next to each other like uh, they were making some kind of composite and sometimes we had uh, what they what is labeled kembos uh, you have like a whole circle around the the sun it mm -hmm. can be around the moon as well it's a 360 circle uh, it looks beautiful but it comes from chemtrails as far as i know Mm. called Kembos and then also some days we had like uh, rainbow effects but in the clouds the clouds had rainbow effects mm -hmm. and according to people that from the inside that uh, as far as I know this is true it is when they're dropping bacteria on the population and this needs to be encapsulated in polyfiber so because of the the very low temperatures up there they would not uh, survive if they were not encapsulated so mm -hmm. they drop them and then they dissolve once they land you know, so, this this is the one thing you had said it scared the bejesus out of you when you first saw them. And I think for me, you know, I I I have a lot of episodes where I'm sort of unpacking what's going on in this kind of war between the globalists and we the people or the great reset versus the great awakening and all these different things. And I'm super optimistic. You know, I see Bitcoin's emergence to sort of be a place for we the people that is not dependent at all on the globalist central bank. Um, I think that is making them weak in the knees because they, they can't control it. Um, more and more people are completely distrustful of the government and the media. And that is a huge awakening. I think there's a lot of people that are like, I'm not getting the vaccine anymore. I got maybe I got two. Uh, and then I got COVID and then I started seeing more and more videos. And now I don't trust anything coming out of these guys' mouths. But the 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 air stuff kind of scares me and makes me feel maybe a little victimized because I'm like, who's who's got our back up there? Somebody's got you know, space for space force or somebody up there, some white hat military helping us because if they're spraying us, that's not that's not good, you know, and and. Um, so for me, it's part of my own, how I manage myself, but it's, it also, it really freaks out my wife and, and I can get freaked out by when I see it, I'm just like, oh my God, what, what am I going to be breathing in today? If I'm outside, you know, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I just, I just, it's the one kind of Achilles heel for me in this whole battle that I kind of report on is, is the chemtrail aerial stuff, because I don't know, I don't see anybody countering it. I don't see a, 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 a we, the people, uh, you know, working to eradicate that or to point it out. You and I, before we got on the call, you, 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 you acknowledged as well that a lot of people don't even know about it. You know, I'm like, I talk to people. I'm like, I never see anything up above in the sky. I'm like, do you ever look up there? Um, but there's also people, more and more people, the coffee girl that I got coffee from the other day was like, yeah, I, I can totally see what they're doing up there. It really disturbs me. So I don't know if it's just a level of consciousness or, or you know, how, how, what are we the people going to do about the air stuff at this point? I, I don't have an answer to that. It is a tricky one because once you see it, you cannot unsee it. And it's so... Right. I mean, anyone who argues it is like, come on, activate brain, please. Yeah. But for me, it feels like it's almost like we're on different uh, frequencies. Like uh, 
it's almost like their eyes cannot see the spectrum that mm. we see. Because I've, I've had pilots, commercial pilots that have been looking up at these chemtrails and not being able to see them. Mm. And it's, it's like, how can you not? And, and then in Spain, it was really interesting because some days I could see the, uh, the chemtrails and the silvery planes. Sometimes mm. I could only see the, the, the trails coming out. And sometimes I could only see the planes, but no trails. And it was it was like very weird experience. It was almost like I was, you know, like just on a radio frequent uh, radio receiver that mm. I was not on the exact right frequency, so I could see both the plane and the chemtrail at the same time. Mm. I don't know if it, if it's in a spiritual realm that we are on different paths and different levels or whatever, but mm. it's. For me, it's a complete mystery how people cannot see it because it's my God, look at it. Then you got uh, the aluminum that makes the uh, soil and our bodies very acidic and the plants very, very acidic. Meaning, you know, they have this old uh, Roman template problem, reaction, solution. They create the problem secretly to get the reaction from us where we go, oh my God, something needs to be done. And boom, in on stage come. These, the same people who created the problem, solution. So here we have with the GMOs, you have all of these plants that are uh, aluminum resistant that so that the normal plants die, but that's a problem for us. We get, oh my God, my plants are dying. And in comes, uh, comes these uh, horror uh, companies like Monsanto, and it should be called Mon Diablo, where they say, well, not a problem. Here's a product that can solve it. So that's the GMOs, the whole thing with the domination of the GMOs. But also uh, when the body environment gets acidic, that's where the fungus, the, the cancer, all of these things are so much easier and better and faster. So that's another one. Then you also get that the, the forests, are, they, they really, the aluminum dries it out so that they can then if you see many of these forest fires are uh, before they occur, there's heavy, heavy spraying going on for quite a while, drying it out, drying it out. And then the only thing they need to uh, or have to do is ignite it. And this is nowadays to, done with the uh, Lockheed Martin technology with laser lights from different planes or helicopters that are just flying around uh, starting fires. You know, so you've got you will see these fires that unfortunately you are in a in the one part of the world that are really uh, sort of a target for this is that there will be all of these fires that do not follow a natural pattern. A natural pattern is a, a, a fire is started that could be like a piece of glass in the forest and the sun, you never know. It could be somebody that did it intentionally or a spark from a train, the brakes or whatever, something's it's a fire. But then the wind is the one that decides, is this gonna stay where it is or is it gonna start moving and then the wind will then push the fire and then depending on how dry and, and uh, receptive for fire that area is, that was, is how the fire will continue. But here we see like hundreds of fires started at the same time and they do not follow the wind, they don't follow the normal thing. And also the, the fires have incredible anomalies where the, the trees are burning from within, from inside the tree, you got, all kinds of bizarre things that are happening to vehicles, like where the engine block is melted, but the paintwork is still there on the car. Uh, 
houses are flattened. I mean, even if they were made of concrete, you can have a green lawn outside, but the house is just gone. And so what is that? That is not natural. That I can say. I wanted to ask you, before I forget, to we're, I don't know if you're probably not seeing it there, although you're really plugged into a lot of citizen journalists and stuff like that. But one of the things that's starting to happen, I mean, you can't make this shit up, is you're starting to see in mainstream media uh, the the Pentagon and and such getting ready to acknowledge, yes, there's extraterrestrial races. I was in a bar the other day. And I was eavesdropping on a conversation about this very topic, and they were saying, well, I don't know if we're going to have another COVID, but it looks like we're going to have extraterrestrials pretty soon by the looks of it. And people were chuckling, and then they basically said, yeah, I, I think we've been collaborating with ETs for a long time. I just don't tell my friends that because they'll think I'm crazy or whatever. And so I'm like, it seems like the mainstream media is priming the pump for a false flag ET disclosure. And I think the globalists will roll out what you had said earlier, problem, uh, reaction, solution. Um, Uh-oh, there's ETs and they don't like humanity very much. Um, let us protect you by whatever it is they have in mind, right? Uh, we must all band together under a one world government, one central bank digital currency. But don't worry if we all band together and work as a as a planet under our guidance as the World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization, we're going to keep you safe. Don't worry. We're, we're the good guys and we're going to protect you from these bad ETs. Now, that sounds clunky to say to you, knowing what we know. Um, and there's tons of people that are like, saying they're going to do this and it's going to fail miserably because there's all these truthers that for the past 25 years have been saying, look, they're going to, they have technology to try to fake this, this event, this false flag event, blue beam project, blue beam and all, all these different things. Um, and to me, it looks like it's set up for a massive failure. Um, and then looming behind that, is actual disclosure, meaning uh, Michael, Dr. Michael Sala's books about the secret space programs, um, all of the whistleblowers that have come forth, some, you know, some telling the truth, some not. Let's just acknowledge that. However, you have these kind of parallel narratives, one kind of behind the other. And it seems like um it seems like they're priming for a false flag. Now, whether that becomes their move or it's a bait and switch and they're like, nope, people, our research is showing us that people aren't going to fall for that because there's too many people that are onto that and we're going to do something different or they're going to just proceed knowing, look, if we do a false flag ET thing, it's going to scare the shit. We can make it scare the shit out of everybody. Um, so I don't, I don't know, you know, that, that's a lot and that's getting over into the ET realm, but I figured since I got you on, uh, I don't get people on like you that much where we can just roam free into areas that I know you've looked and you've got your finger on the pulse. Um, a lot of times I don't talk about this kind of stuff because it's like, well, he's going down the ET rabbit hole, but it's one that I'm fond of. And I believe that there is an actual disclosure that it's waiting in the wings that I'm very excited about. But I think we have to get through this one 
um, kind of power play by the globalists that I think is going to, I hope is going to fail miserably. But what are your thoughts on that? Do you know? <coughs> Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, sorry. Um, all of the operations that is carried out by them is based on fear. It's only through fear that they can control us. So they mm. need us fearful. So after the Second World War, they started the Cold War. Mm. And during the Cold War, the people we were told to fear were Bulgarians and Russians and East Germans. And that's where the bad boys were. Yep. Then when the, uh, the end of the Cold War came and the wall came down in Berlin, in the in 1990 and uh the whole sh world was at a point where my god we can have world peace that freaked out these people that are behind this agenda yeah. and that was the first time that i know that they started with this whole alien invasion type of thing mm -hmm. you know sky wars and uh, whatever it was reagan was uh, pushing for yeah. and it completely backfired i mean nobody took it seriously so in on stage came the Muslim terrorist, and then they've been using that one for a long, long time. That has yeah. worked really well for them as mm -hmm. a boogeyman. Mm -hmm. In with ice with Al Qaeda at that and ISIS, and and then COVID took over and just raised the fear level way way up there. It, during COVID, there were no mass shootings, there was no alleged terror attacks, there was nothing because the fear level was up there. Then COVID started fading out and people weren't freaked out anymore. And they said, I'm not going to take the 14th jab. I mean, none of them has helped. I'm just feeling super yeah. sick anyway. So I'm not buying. I'm not going to continue. So in back on stage, we have false flag operations again, alleged mass shootings. But that is not really working. I mean, people are getting more guns than ever in the U.S., of even course. though they tried with a mass shooting to make the guns the problem so that they would deep de-arm the population is absolute backfire on them and mm -hmm. so in on stage now is the et invasion the the yeah, yeah and through uh, them preparing uh, to make the air we're breathing into plasma that's where they can also uh, project all kinds of uh, things with holographic technology they use it the, oh, if the air is yeah. plasma then that can it can look really real you know, I didn't they, I didn't think about that angle. You're totally right. You could prepare the air for this very, very real yeah. holographic false flag. That's that's brilliant. Yeah. And then also with 5G technology, 6G technology, that this is very, 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 very important in their agenda because they need very fast bandwidth for all of the, the smart thing, the internet of smart of things. Uh, to work because mm -hmm. they, they're really trying to get us into this digital prison with smart cities and you name it, all of the smart things mm -hmm. that is actually a wrong label. It should be the spelling of smart should be E-V-I-L. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so also now with the voice uh, to skull technology that can also be used uh, with satellites and so on, where suddenly people the they use they get the skull to vibrate uh you know so that you start hearing things in your head a lot of targeted individuals have been suffering from that and alleged schizophrenics and people with they said i'm hearing voices no you're being the target of them testing out technology yeah so so add you know things in the sky you've seen in china where there's been like whole cities in the horizon that has just appeared out of nowhere or rotating pyramids over Moscow and stuff that looks absolutely incredible. 
I think these are just the test runs where they're testing the technology to see how it works. And then if you combine the two and suddenly you put God up in the sky saying, my yeah. son, you know, yeah. you better, uh, we have put my representatives are on earth. It's this a group of elites over there or elite is their own word. There's another uh, word. It's not so nice. Yeah. Uh, follow their follow them they are they are my my representative on earth and then a lot of people will freak out you know i've seen god in the sky i've seen angels or i've seen demons or whatever whatever you see up there what is it we don't know we're just down mm -hmm. here in the receiving end are, so only are, are you, you you and i you've alluded to frequency and vibration you know is could you could a portion of the population be in the middle of this grand awakening this this crux um where things where the old guard is really crumbling but some people don't experience it that way some people are just like dur, 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 i'm going pulling for my soccer team and you know i don't i don't know i don't know why everybody's so excited i mean can you is there is there a bunch of people that just don't know anything that's going on and they don't care and it's just not in their realm of consciousness at all? Meanwhile, all these other people all around the world are calling out the globalists, saying, you know, they're doing these things. I mean, is it that bifurcated where, you know, there's I mean, there's some people just don't they would not agree with anything we're talking about whatsoever. In fact, they'd be like, what are those guys talking about? Right. I think uh, everything is frequencies, vibrations. That's yeah. what so-called science says. So mm -hmm. then we have to believe it mm -hmm. uh, or not. But anyway, frequencies. Okay, great. So that also means that uh, we might be receiving different things as well. And <clears throat> they say that it's the age of Aquarius where, where the frequency the vibration is raising and i think many of us are feeling like boy something is going on something mm -hmm. is going on yeah and just like if you if you take a radio receiver and you are sort of like you have the bbc one or whatever uh at 95.2 fm blah 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 something like that if you call that 3d reality mm -hmm. then if you raise the frequency you know you get into an area of between radio stations and then suddenly boom you come to bbc2 or whatever it is yeah. and suddenly you hear a crystal clear reception but a completely different one than bbc1 same radios radio set it's the same radio receiver the same uh thing and i think many of us have grown up in what i call 3d reality where it's like uh you do what you're told. Your parents are always uh, right. Uh, you believe the government. You believe your education. You believe documentaries. You believe media. There's yeah. no corruption. The police is your friend. The military yep. is there to protect you. Uh, pay your tax and obey, and everything is fine. 3D yep. reality. Yep. Then yep. some of then some of us through sometimes it's trauma it could be disease it could be like a heartbreak it could be something or just curiosity makes us say i want more i, I want more and we get us out on this hero's journey where we go into the 
area where everything feels like, oh, my God, where am I going? Yeah. Uh, everybody else is screaming, come back, come back. Don't go there. You're going to die. Come back. But some of us continues this road and we meet all kinds of dragons and obstacles in the search mm -hmm. for the princess, the whole hero's journey. Boom. Yeah. And one day, if we continue this travel, we come to what I call 4D reality. 4D reality is, I think, where many so-called truthers are, where we come in, it looks the same, but it's absolutely upside down. It's like suddenly you start seeing, oh my God, what is going on? Like mm -hmm. hospitals are actually killing fields. Mm -hmm. Like the third most common uh, cause of death is, uh, you know, due to doctors or or medicine. That's mm -hmm. the big, the, the third biggest killer in the U.S. are hospitals. Mm -hmm. you know, and then you say education, you look at education, it's absolutely indoctrination, has mm -hmm. nothing to do with real education, spirituality, mm -hmm. anything that is of value has been taken away that could really help you in life. Mm -hmm. So education has been hijacked. The police is suddenly these guys and dressed in black nowadays with balaclavas many times and black sunglasses they look like terrorists did like some years ago now that's the ones we're supposed to to trust they're beating people up they're killing them sometimes the military sent out not you know they said it's for freedom and democracy when you look at it it's actually it's actually just a tool of death and a force enforcer when it comes to drug trading and and uh, donor no um, organ uh, uh, smuggling and the poppy fields and gas pipelines it has nothing to do with what we're being told upside yeah. down the child protection services are kidnapping kids yeah. you know so for for many of us that comes into the 4d reality it's really shocking once you start seeing it and you start so you you are sort of like oh my god it's like alice in wonderland you get into yeah. this area and you start talking to people and that are still in 3D saying, oh, my God, have you seen? It's like they're listening to BBC One and it's Beethoven. You're listening to BBC Two and it's yeah. Jimi Hendrix. And you're saying, you're saying, my God, can you hear Jimi Hendrix play? It's incredible. They say, they're still listening to Beethoven saying, I don't know what he's on. He must be, maybe he's gone into some sect or something like that. He's saying very weird things. I'm listening to Beethoven. I don't hear it. Yeah. I cannot see chemtrails. I cannot see what he's saying. I don't understand it. But in 4D reality, you start, many of us go into anger, depression, sadness, despair, all kinds of feelings where it's very important for us to, to heal our traumas and really clear our minds, you know, purify our minds through things that you're doing with these uh, men's circles and boot camps and whatever, fantastic, these types of things, where we deal with our own crap so that we we so dissolve that crap so that we don't spread it. It's very important what we do with the information, but we are in 4D reality. It's inverted. It's upside down. Black is white, white is black. It's the world of the CIA. And that's where the rulers, so-called rulers, have been all, all along. And that, that's why they're trying to push us down frequency-wise into 3D reality and make us stay there through yeah. fear.
It's amazing. You, you were saying like, uh, it, it reminds me of Orwell a little bit when you were saying, you know, the Department of Peace is starting wars, the Department of Health is killing everybody, the Department of Education is dumbing everybody down. You know, it's like, it is the upside down world. I wanted to ask you like, because it's, sometimes I'm like, a little bit goes a long ways, especially with some of the stuff that we talked about today for me. Like I can go down to rabbit holes and just be like, you know, more information. This ties into that. That's so interesting. But there's a point sometimes with like the weather and some of that where I'm like, God, I, it's starting to really, it's bringing down my frequency. It's causing me to feel afraid. Like we're getting our asses kicked and we're not going to win. And I don't like that because I'm a naturally optimistic person. And I do feel like we have allies. There's, there's many fronts that we're winning right now. I know that for a fact. So I want to keep my optimism because it's a it's one of my power you know it's a power uh of mine it's one of my super uh what do they call it i can't think of the word it's a it's a superpower or whatever and so i i recognize that that's part of me keeping my vibration high and not going oh shit the you know the globalists are gonna win again like they always do i i don't want to i don't want to entertain that thought whatsoever but i wanted to ask you since you do a lot of research how do you keep optimistic? How do you keep your vibration uplifted? Because uh, I can tell that you do um, when looking at stuff, you know, we didn't even cover and I don't, that's another episode. We didn't even get into the child uh, trafficking stuff, which is really dark, which a little bit really does go a long ways because you don't want to spend too much time looking at imagery that is going to traumatize you, which is what it does. Um, but how do you look at some of the things that are being done to humanity and still keep an optimism and a forward looking uh, in the horizon into 4D or 5D? For me, it's a paradox. It's mm -hmm. like there's one thing going on on the street level, 3D, then 4D, then 5D, 6D, 7D. I mean, when you're in 4D, you're looking down in 3D saying, oh my God, how sick are you? If you're in 5D, you look in 4D saying, how sick are you? Yep. If you're in 13D or whatever is, and you look down on us, they, they would say, oh my God, how sick are you? Mm -hmm. So it's like, <clears throat> the way I see it is, I believe that we are in a spiritual battle between good and evil, and that it's being there's so many things that we are not aware of i mean we see like one one percent of this of the light spectrum like 90 95 99 percent we don't see we have no idea what's going on even though we're in the same space it's like we have no idea we're so limited in our understanding so what i try to do is see this as a, a spiritual experience in a meat suit just like in a computer game, there are many, many films also that are showing us the Matrix, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the Westworld, you got Truman Show. Yep. Many of them, they're, they're showing us, I feel like, woo, 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 what are you actually telling me? And so I, the way I see it is that I, I receive information through my eyes, my ears, I've got filters. Uh, that is based on my experiences, my traumas, whatever, meaning that I don't even, I can't, can't even be sure to really receive the information clearly because my filters and my ways of seeing things are blocking some of it out. So mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm actually receiving what I'm seeing. But then again, you get to a point where 
you're in the receiving end of just a lot of signals and electricity and frequencies and whatever. And now with computer games and virtual reality, we're getting more and more into an understanding that it's actually possible that we are in a matrix, that we are in some kind of virtual reality, that mm -hmm. we are. And if so, then you come up to a higher level because then on a higher level, it's like this is not real at all. It's just there as a fun boot camp for us to train our muscles and freak out and have traumas and have love and romance and fear and all of it. <clears throat> But we need the, the three the need the three D simulator, right? With bad guys yeah. like Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, and so I I call them black angels, you know, because mm -hmm. if you look at them, it was like my dad. He was a very militant guy, very dominant guy. I mean, I hated him. I really, when I was thirty, I loved him. Also, it was very confusing. I think, like for many of us, mm -hmm. I loved him. I hated him. I feared him. When I was about thirty. I, one day I remember thinking, I've learned nothing from you, absolutely nothing. And then I started seeing, he has shown me the exact way I do not want to go. He has shown me that is exactly what I don't want to. So I go the exact opposite way. So, you know, so I learned a lot from him by him showing that's not the way to go. That's not the way to go. That's not the way to do yeah. And it's the same with these uh, these absolute super gangsters like uh, Fauci and Gates. And even though they are minor players in the bigger, uh, loop, yeah. they look big, but they're not. You right. know? So these are like just in a Batman movie. If you had a Batman movie without the Joker, you would have this transgender type looking guy who's driving around in a weird car just <laughs> street up and down up and down up and down no action whatsoever it would be dead boring it would so be. here we are in this well world of duality with a plus and minus that is needed you know black and white mm -hmm. to create to make creation going and so it's up to us how do we how do we want to live our lives in this way and we will be tested be sure of that mm -hmm. and the test will come in the form of fear mm -hmm. fear is the thing but when you look at fear i think it's so interesting because fear is actually not real it's only in your head even though it feels very real it's only in your head mm -hmm. and it's always connected to the future to something that has not yet happened so if you look at it it's just pure speculation that is holding you back Many of us are being controlled by our fears, absolute waste of life. And if if you ask me, I'm I'm dealing with my own fear, so it's not easy. But this whole game or life is not for wusses. You know, right. this is we we are on a level that is freaking scary if you want to buy into it. It's like game over almost. But then look at all the Walt Disney movies, all of the movies you have the uh, action movies. The movie, it just builds up, builds up. And then 95% into the movie, it looks like, no, everything is, uh, there's no way they can get out of this situation. Absolutely not. It's game over. They're going to die. And then, but if they continue, if they keep the focus and transcend through the sphere, suddenly, everybody happy. They married forever and everybody happy yep. forever. The end. Boom. The and hero's journey. Yeah. <laughs> that I think that's where we are, where everything is starting to fall apart. It's freaking for the ones of us that are are really focused on saying, I am not, I'm this is my path. I'm freaked out. Yes, but it's just a feeling. I'm not buying into it. Yes, I'm threatened. Yes, there are chemtrails. Yes, there are all of these things. 
these are things that are being coming to me through my my senses, eyes, ears. Is it even true? Mm-hmm. Is it even true? They say this table is solid. Well, if you ask so-called scientists, it's not solid at all. There's a lot of empty space in between the atoms in this in this table. Mm-hmm. So what are we? And that's the big question. So I'm, uh, you asked me, what am I into at the moment? I have taken a step back recently and just like, I am not going to share anything if I don't know it's absolutely true. And very few things I know is true. What I know is that when most of us are kept in fear through screens, like computer screens or TV sets or or your, your phone screen, with digital information that is most of the time saying, life is hell, life is hell, life is hell, and you're going to die. Mm-hmm. But who controls that information? Where does it come from? It's digital. Where does it come from? Well, it's tr- it's alternative media, so it must be true. Really? It's like, yeah, but it's coming from them. So do you, is it, do you know, like there's been an earthquake. Sometimes we've been, do you know, we're here on Bali. People have called us and said, are you okay? Are you okay? And we're like, yeah, what? There's been this earthquake. We're like, where? Exactly where you live. And we've been here, nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing. But very often we're being kept fearful by them saying there's a disaster over here, there's a disaster over there. It could be you next, you know? Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. But it's like when you really start checking out the information, and also a, a year or so ago, there was uh, this massive scandal around the elections called, was it Britannica? No, uh, uh, they had hijacked the social media platforms mm-hmm. and they they connected all of them so that they could pinpoint each individual just like every personal ip address more or less and then hand tailor information exp- especially to that person so that they could persuade them in a certain direction mm-hmm. and and so here we are now i'm sure my facebook feed doesn't look the same as yours my twitter right. feed doesn't look the same who my cnn feed whatever i'm looking at is right. it really the same that you are watching or is it hand pointed with ai nowadays with yeah. the incredible power of ai whatever that is i mean that's aladdin out of the bottle you know mm-hmm. what wh- what is feeding us this information right so i'm i'm really taking a step back and saying whoa 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 you know i am gonna instead of looking at the screen where it says life is absolute hell. I look out through the window. It's absolutely stunning, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You got to you got to stay present, and you can't. There, there's a point where you're like you've done all this research and it served you, and you see patterns, and you know it's easy to integrate new inputs. But being really hungry for more inputs at this point. For somebody that's been at it as long as you have, uh, I feel the same way. Um, you know, I, I still look at stuff. I can still go down rabbit holes. I, I've been, you know, recently on the Bitcoin jag, as my listeners know, but uh, that that's another thing. And, and I find that to be very uplifting, but I got to jump off. But Oli, I wanted to give you a chance to tell listeners uh, where they can find you. Where's your website? What, uh, where can they find, you know, what your, what your thoughts are, your writing or videos, uh, what, what's the name of your website or what, where is your homepage where people can get a hold of you? Okay, so first of all, I want to say I have absolutely not backed out of the game. I'm just like 
more in transcending what I'm trying to do is lift myself to a higher level mm -hmm. to reach more people in a peaceful way, but informative way that can help them uh, break the spell uh, of fear so that they can become free humans. That So I'm absolutely not taking a step out of the game just because I'm not interacting. I'm doing just as many interviews, but in a with a, a sort of like a more... Uh, I'm I'm in a process of of lifting. I don't really understand uh, all of the things that are happening. Anyway, so thank you for giving me the chance. My website is light on conspiracies. That's plural. Lightonconspiracies.com or damagard.com. There's more than one thousand one hundred of my interviews. There's there's webinars. There's uh, podcast. You can stay on. There's more than five thousand articles. Mm -hmm. You can stay on that website for five years. Uh, I've really tried to make that a platform so that people that are confused about where they can find truth, if every single thing has been handpicked. So if you feel that you trust me, then that information could be of help for you, at least as a starting platform. Uh, also, I have a monthly newsletter. I've got uh, a membership area. Uh, donations. If anyone feels that my efforts are of value, please, because we are being hammered financially, really, really, they're going hard at us. And also, I've got the world's biggest research vault, which is an external hard drive with more, with more or less five terabytes of information, my whole life's work of research, perfectly organized, systemized uh, there as well, which I'm trying to spread or not trying, which I'm spreading to as many as in, in the world as possible, because this is being shut down as we speak. The censorship is unbelievable. Yep. Uh, I mean, a year ago, I checked my name is 1.8 million views. I've been really um, uh, hits, you know, I've been really doing this for 40 years i've been doing my utmost now it's down to between 19 and 50000 mm. so it's like 95% of of everything i've done it's just gone it's just gone and it's so it's the same with so so many other researchers but Absolutely. that is why i'm i'm gathering i'm downloading daily 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 into that research world so if you're interested please uh, contact me info at lightonconspiracies.com and help save this information for generations to come because it's gone. It is absolutely gone. We'll do our we'll do our part to spread the word. Ole, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight and your wisdoms. It's always so great to talk to you. Um, I just I look forward to this interview and I just really appreciate your time uh, and your attention and your care. Thank, thank you so much. And thanks for everything you do to help humanity kind of see through the weeds and to understand truth. It's been, uh, it's been uplifting and you're just really connected to the truth and we really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Tony. And thank you for creating this platform as well. These things are very, very important. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. My head spins sometimes talking with Ole, but in a good way. Thank you, base campers. And we'll see you around the fire next week. If you find value in our show and wish to show us some love, we are now making that very easy to do. You simply go to www.basecampformen.com and click on Donate Support Basecamp. You'll find an easy way to make either monthly donations for as little as $5 a month, or you can donate just once. We love the monthly donation and hope to build this up over the coming months, but any show of support is greatly appreciated, honestly. Thank you for your support and for helping to keep Basecamp as a resource on your hero's journey. That's our show for today. Thank you for listening. 
Men, good luck in all your endeavors and good luck on your hero's journey. This is Tony Rezac and you're listening to Basecamp for Men.